I'm going to read verses 11 through 19, actually. So Luke chapter 17, 11 through 19. This is the word of the Lord to you, his people. So pay attention to it. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met there by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, We're not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God abides forever. Amen. Please be seated. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you would make us attentive, make us ready, make us receptive to your word, that even as we have heard these strange words from the Old Testament about leprosy, and now we have heard in this passage about lepers, that we would listen, we would learn, and that we would apply these truths to our own hearts. Help us to do that, directing us by faith to Jesus Christ. We pray in his name. Amen. Well, this morning we get to celebrate Thanksgiving in May. You can imagine sitting around that Thanksgiving table with, you know, a turkey in the middle and um, mashed potatoes, gravy, cranberry sauce, because this passage this morning is all about Thanksgiving and gratitude, the kind of themes that we celebrate towards the end of November. Now, isn't it strange that we give ourselves just a few days a year to think about thankfulness? Gratefulness, because the call to give thanks is just punctuated throughout the Bible over and over and over and over again. You can't get away from it. Are we a thankful people? Because God says in his word, Romans 1, that though all men owe to God thanks, all men instead slip into deep ingratitude and they reject God with their thankless hearts. Well, Jesus comes with questions for you this morning. Why should you be thankful? And how do you show that gratitude towards God? He, he, he brings us into a very Thanksgiving meal where we learn from our Savior what true Thanksgiving is like. Jesus is journeying towards Jerusalem. If you've been worshiping with us before, you know we've been making our way through the Gospel of Luke. And, and as Jesus goes along, he has his focus on one point ahead of him. And that point 
is the cross. Jerusalem. He's headed there. And he's headed there to suffer and die. And then to rise again to give life to sinners. But as he goes along that way, he's been, he's been teaching us. And don't miss this. He's been performing miracles. And those miracles aren't random. They have a point. The point is this. The point of Jesus' miracles is that he is giving us a glimpse of what he's going to accomplish when he makes it to Jerusalem. What's the glimpse of the gospel? What's the glimpse of the good news in this story? What do we see in these 10 lepers and then this one Samaritan? We see that the grace that God gives us leads us to the gratitude that we owe him. We see this grace that God just bestows upon us generously. We see it with these 10 men who call for help. As Jesus is trekking along through this city between Galilee and Samaria, Galilee in the north, Samaria in the south, he passes through a city and a chorus of voices rise to greet him. They stop him in his tracks. And what does that chorus say? It is a pitiful choir. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. You can almost hear the sound of these lepers rising to Jesus. And yes, these men were lepers. And leprosy was, in fact, a dreaded disease. It was the worst diagnosis a, a person could receive in these ancient times. So you've already heard a glimpse of this in these Old Testament passages that we read this morning. You might have been thinking, why are we reading this exactly about swellings and sores. Well, now you know. It's because leprosy was this common disease at the time of Jesus. In fact, it was almost this umbrella term, this this umbrella category for all these different kinds of diseases that might come up. And they, they put it under one name, leprosy, a leprous disease. Leprosy was painful. It started off as a spot of raw skin. But then the condition would get worse and worse. Flesh literally peeling away. But even worse than that physical pain, you can almost feel that, right? Almost worse than that was the kind of social isolation that they would experience, the the leper would experience. You heard this in the Old Testament as well, that a, a person with leprosy wasn't just quarantined for seven to 14 days, right? At first, that, that, that's what happened But then they were quarantined for life. As soon as the priest said, gave that dreadful label, your sore, your raw spot has not left. Instead, it has grown. Friend, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you have leprosy. You are now going to live a living death. The person was labeled unclean, ostracized from everyone, even their own family. You could... Picture this, they stood at a distance as they watched their daughter go to school, but they couldn't go up and hug her. They watched their wives go to the store, but leprous men couldn't go up to greet her. They stood at a distance, disheveled hair, finger over their lip, unclean, unclean. A strange way of life, a pitiful way of life. And so the lepers moved about society in, in the shadows like the living dead, 
torn clothes, rotting flesh. What is this all about? Leprosy is a picture of something deeper. I hope you are starting to see this. It is not just a disease. It's a picture that God, in fact, uses throughout the Bible to give us a glimpse of what life after sin is like. That's why we see all these serious rules in the Old Testament, laws of cleanness and uncleanness. It's because God was using this common skin disease to teach us a deep spiritual lesson. He's using leprosy to teach us that we have a problem and that problem is deeper than the skin. There's a disease that's infected all of us and it's the disease of sin, of rebellion against God. And so sin is like that plague that sweeps in. It socially distances us, not only from from one another, but ultimately from God. Our disobedience to God makes us spiritually unclean so that we can't be in his presence and nothing we can do can remove that spot. We're like, you know, our good works are like Lady Macbeth trying to, to, to wash it out and it won't leave. And sin is like a sickness that spreads throughout the community. We saw that last week. It isolates us from one another. It breaks down our relationships with people. Sin has consequences. And that's what leprosy was pointing to. But Jesus brings healing. But Jesus heals. He he cleanses. He answers that call for mercy. He says to the lepers, go to the priest and present yourselves. And the lepers at first You know, they must have been thinking, oh, this is bad news. Because it was from the priests originally that they received that dreadful um, diagnosis. You are a leper. You are unclean. And so they said, what's going back to the, the priest going to do? Jesus, do to us what you did to that leper earlier in the book of Luke. Approach us, come near, touch us, heal us. But they obey and as they shuffle off to the priest... I don't know who saw it first, but one of the lepers looks down and sees that his rotting flesh is is smooth and new, like the skin of a baby. Another leper looks down and sees that his fingers that were missing are restored again. What a miracle! What power! What cleansing. Who is this man who heals lepers? Who is this man who who draws near to to heal sick and sinners and he even does so from a distance? Well, Jesus is the one who came close to our uncleanness. Jesus went outside the camp. Jesus knew the deep isolation of sin. He knew the distance from the Father's presence on the cross He cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why is there such distance between us? And he knew that dark shadow of death that loomed over the cross. Jesus became for us the supreme leper. So we hear Paul say these words, for our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might receive, we might become 
the righteousness of God. And now it's this supreme leper who now becomes our supreme high priest. Jesus welcomes us into his presence. Jesus doesn't just look at us and confirm that we have been cleansed and healed, but he's the one who cleanses us with his very power by his Holy Spirit. Hebrews 2.17 says this, Jesus is our faithful and merciful high priest. That's who he is. And so I ask you this morning, have you cried out to this savior for healing? Jesus, the high priest is full of cleansing power for all of your sin sickness. Is it guilt over the sins of your past? Is it frustration with your present struggle with sin? Is it shame over being associated with the sins of others and not speaking out? Jesus comes with healing and cleansing. And there's something remarkable that you you need to hear here. Jesus never, ever turns away someone who asks for mercy. You won't find it. When someone cries out, Jesus, have mercy on me. He always gives mercy. And so go to him, receive his cleansing power, and then thank him with a heart full of gratitude for what he's done. I told you we we're going to have a little Thanksgiving this morning. And that's where we're going to go next because this passage moves us from God's generous grace to our grateful response, the grateful, the grateful response that we owe to God. You know, Christianity could be summed up in two words. Two words. Grace and gratitude. Now that would be very simple, but, but, but if you understand what those mean, you would get the gospel. You would understand Christianity because God's grace has come telling us what God has done through Jesus Christ to needy and poor sinners. And that is, that, that is a huge part of what the scriptures teach. But then you say, well, how do I respond to that grace? What do I do? Well, we hear that word gratitude. We respond with thankfulness out of our hearts. All of Christian ethics could be summed up in that one word. You owe God gratitude. Well, one leper gets this. Verse 15. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Then we hear these shocking words that he was the only one who came back. Where were the other nine? In fact, Jesus asked that question. It's a wonderful question. Were not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? See, there was that whole chorus of people who were pleading for mercy. But where's the chorus of praise when they figure out that they've finally been healed? And here's the shocking part. Jesus says, and that man, that one who came back, he was a Samaritan. He was a double outcast. He wasn't just outcast as a leper, 
crying, unclean, unclean. He was also a Samaritan, a foreigner, one who the Jews described as a dog. And so here was this man, the one who you would look at him and you would think, oh, he's not gonna, he's the least likely to give thanks. And he's the only one who gives thanks. And so Jesus says, we're not 10 cleansed. Where are the nine? That is a great question. Where are the nine? We see this, don't we? In a world around us where so many are blessed by God. So many are called to give thanks. And yet, doesn't it seem, isn't it true that so often only one out of 10 bother to give God the the thanks and the gratefulness that he is owed? Well, where are the nine? Friends, the nine lepers already got what they wanted. That's what we need to hear this morning. The nine lepers already got exactly what they were looking for. They got the blessing. They got that physical healing. And so sure, they were happy that they'd met Jesus of Nazareth. Maybe they'd even write him a thank you note down the road after they'd had time to spend time with their family. They appreciated the help that Jesus gave them. I'm sure they did. Maybe they'd even dedicate their life memoir to Jesus. You know, you can almost see the title, The Lucky Leper, When I Met the Man from Galilee. You know, right in the, in the very beginning, writing, you know, special thanks to Jesus of Nazareth. But in the end, these nine lepers were not profoundly grateful for Jesus because they just wanted his gifts. They love the gift more than the giver. This can happen in the church. This can happen to us. We can spend our whole lives with, with this generic thankfulness in our hearts to God, thankful that you have good health, thankful that you have a job, thankful that you've passed a few final exams. Your hearts may swell when you take in the beauty of the scriptures as you hear them read. You may enjoy that close fellowship that comes from the community of believers. But if your hearts don't move from the gift, from God's blessings to the great giver of those gifts, then you don't know what true gratitude towards Jesus is like. You know what you're you're like? You're just in the distance from Jesus. Like those nine lepers were at the end of this passage. Did you notice that stroke of literary genius in this text? At the beginning of the passage, the nine lepers are are distant from Jesus. All ten lepers stand at a distance, far off. But then at the end, did you notice that nine of them are still distant from Jesus? Shows us where their hearts really are. They loved the gift, but they did not swell with thankfulness towards the giver. Is this you and I? Are we like these lepers? We need to learn from the one Samaritan, the one leper who returned, who came back to Jesus. Because at the beginning of the story, he's the furthest from Jesus. He's not just just an outcast. He's a double outcast. 
far off from Jesus, even further than the other lepers. But look at him at the end of this text. He's the closest to the Savior at his very feet. Because as soon as he sees his flesh has been restored, as soon as he sees that he's been healed, he throws off those tattered clothes and he turns around. He says, I've got time to go to the priest, but I've got to come back to this man. I've got to come back to the Savior. I can't wait to see him, to thank him, to tell him. See, this Samaritan was blessed with healing, but he found the greater blessing. He knows the greater blessing. And that blessing is knowing Jesus, of having Jesus. This, friends, is the key to true gratitude. Reaching out to Jesus by faith. That's what Jesus says at the end of this text. Go, your faith has made you well. You have laid a hold of me by faith. And so you have not just been cleansed outwardly. You have not just just received these outward benefits of knowing me. But you're saved from your sins. The leprosy that's deeper than the skin. Go, your faith has saved you. Because your faith is directed towards me. Friends, we need to know that gratitude that flows from grace. We need to know the gratitude of that 10th leper. We need to have those hearts that have been so transformed by the grace of God that gratitude is like an overwhelming desire that sweeps over us and pulls us to the very feet of Jesus. Do you have that thanks? When's the last time that you've given thanks? to your God. Because we are all double outcasts that have been welcomed into his presence. And so 2 Corinthians 9.15 says this, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Everything we have is a gift from our God. So we must thank him. George Herbert, my favorite poet, writes these words that I think we should take seriously because they, they, they prompt us as to how a heart that has been touched by Jesus should, re, should respond. He says, thou that hast given so much to me, give one thing more, a grateful heart. Not thankful when it pleases me as if thy blessings had spare days, but such a heart whose purse may be thy praise. Will you be the nine who forget? Or will you be like that one who turns back by grace to embrace the Savior with overflowing gratitude? Let's go to him now with thanks. Dear Savior, we thank you from our hearts. We praise you that you have given us gifts, gifts of healing, healing from sin, a cure from that disease of spiritual leprosy. And so we pray that we would truly lay a hold of you this morning by faith. Cleanse us. Forgive us our sins. But dear Lord, let us not stop there. Instead, let us push forward to love you, to cherish you, to treasure you, 
and in doing so to reach greater and greater heights of gratitude. We pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.